You don't have to be under your best behavior. <laughs> yeah, well, we're not on design cast now. We can fucking be as lippy as we want. There you go, brother. There you go. <laughs> the following podcast is rated PG-13. Viewer discretion is advised. I heard that, man. <laughs> What's up, fellas? Welcome to The Learning Factory. Please drive to the next window to place your order. Yes. Let's get this shit show on the road. Mm. All right. right. Welcome back to DesignCast. Oh, no, wait, no, wait. Thank you, sir. (laughs) I love it. Give me a plug, brother. Episode 79. 79. That's 69 with GST. That, that, that's it. Yeah, just, just for the time difference. 69, 79 and a half for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. 0. 0.5. All right. Welcome back to the Learning Factory podcast. Uh, we are joined today by a very special guest. He is one of the, the biggest dicks in the shower as far as uh, IB goes. <laughs> And he is, this is like a staff meeting from a couple of years back. He's mm. been fortunate enough to grace us with his presence as our heads of department, our mentor, other superlatives, Mr. Miyagi, anything else you want to say? You're too kind, brother. You're too kind. <laughs> so we're joined by Jason Reagan. Jason, why don't you introduce yourself? Because we're sick yeah. of introducing people. Hey, man, that sounds great. Thank you, Dave and uh, Jesse. Appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, my name is Jason Reagan. And as Dave alluded to, I have been in the international circuit for quite a while now. I just started year 24 of my teaching career. So um, I know. Can you believe that? I mean, that's older than both of you guys combined, at least mental age anyway. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, I don't know how. Well, obviously, you're not going to see this, but I'm wearing my camouflage hat and I have my University of Georgia flag hanging up in the back. So um, I am from the he, lovely state got, of Georgia. He's got a pig still in the back of the pickup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got him hog tied. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we went pig. We went hog hunting this morning. That's it. So, <laughs> yeah. So I am from. In South Korea? It's it's actually not bad, man. It's uh the the hair is really really fine on their back. Uh, anyway. <laughs> they groom it, so it off with. They do have wild pigs here, actually. They do have <laughs> boar all over the place, believe it or not. So it's actually funny that you mentioned that. But uh, so yeah, so I'm from the lovely state of Georgia state not country and um i started my career there as an engineering and technology teacher or an industrial arts teacher um to help those viewers or listeners from other parts of the world it was the equivalent of dnt and so that's what um that's what i started my career doing and then i have spent over a decade in china I'm in year five in Korea. I spent a year in Bermuda. Um, so I've been floating around for quite a while. And uh, at the moment, I am in South Korea. Cool. Well, that's all we've got time on this week of the yeah, learning We're done now. Uh, <laughs> catch us next week. <laughs> I wouldn't mind, but last week's episode was probably about that long. There, there you go. <laughs> and Jason's also famous for the Design Cast podcast which I'm sure all of our listeners are aware of because 
they're probably all subscribers to it. That, <laughs> well, and you know what? You guys are between the two of you, the longest standing guests that have been on the podcast. So it's like your co-host, your honorary co-host uh, of the Zinecast. Love it. Love it. <laughs> well, considering when you did the first episode, Jason, you said, I would like to do a podcast with the two of you. We just yeah, and then, we, and then we moved. Then I moved. <laughs> yeah. Then I moved, and you tore the boot That's down. Right. So it was That's like right. we had, we did, we did one together. <laughs> yeah. My favorite memory of that is uh, before the recording of the first episode, we spent the preceding six hours of school building the studio from scratch. Building the studio from scratch. Yeah. yeah. From every piece of scrap, whatever we could find. Absolutely. Yeah. Good old Dragon Radio. <laughs> the Dragon Radio, <laughs> man. We spent hours making the the laser cut dragon that uh, I I think of a picture of somewhere. <laughs> uh, that, that can be the, the that can be the the thumbnail for for this episode. We can we can put that up. Hey, if I can dig it up, now, man, it's totally it, man. <laughs> now, Jason. So from <laughs> yeah. when we worked with you, you were obviously yeah. the uh, the big dick in the shower for MYP Design, uh, mm. and some may say you've you've since found greener pastures mm. others like Dave and myself may say that you've just maybe been fed on grain now where, you know, like a bit of a yeah. battery head. So what are you doing with yourself these days? Using metaphor. Thanks. Yeah, Jesse. So um, when I moved, when, yeah, <laughs> when I moved to South Korea, I went there um, with the sole purpose of uh, setting up, the MYP design program in the school. Um, there was an integrated design approach at the time, even though they had the staff and the time and the facilities and the resources to do it. They just thought, oh, we'll just teach it inside other subjects. And so after several years of trying that and realizing it was not a great idea, they said, well, let's hire a couple of folks. And I was one of those people they hired. And so for a year and a half, I spent um, every day trying to um, convert the folks around me to understand that there should be a standalone design program. So as that uh, started to unfold, our school looked at options for our students who were graduating because a lot of them started the full DP and they didn't finish it or they did finish it, but they struggled. And so they were looking at options. We were looking at maybe creating our own pathway, looking at a couple different things that we could do a high school diploma, which we did have, but it wasn't um, very well developed. And at that point in time, um, the administrators in the high school felt that the IB career-related program or the CP would be a good option for us. And we wanted to focus on design and art pathways, which was a little different than what most CP schools do. A lot of them choose to go with biomedical and business and a few other things. And so our first cohort um, were in design and art. And so I became a coordinator of that, and it was quite um, – it was really serendipitous for me, and I can spell that out for you guys if uh, you need a little help with that. We but there was a movie about it. You can go and watch the movie all about serendipity. And uh... hey, you're the American in this bloody podcast. Right? <laughs> you probably spells it differently, like with a with a silent C it. or something. It's uh, yes, yeah, absolutely. There's an S in it, and there's a P in front of it, but it's silent anyway. Uh, so that's what I've been up to lately. Uh, I slowly sort of transitioned out of a design teaching role into more of a um, working with the design teachers to create pathways into the DP and CP. Um, and so we've had three graduates so far in the CP. One has gone to Savannah College of Art and Design. 
One has gone to the uh, NYU Film School, which is the best film school in the United States. And then one has gone to uh, University of, of Western Ontario in Canada. And so students are going off to great universities. So it's not a less than program. It's just a different program. And so I've been really, really fortunate. We started with two pathways. We now have 15 pathways for students, including international sports management. So, and you guys know how sporty I am. So it works out really well since I can uh, work with them on that. I think that's the the big thing with the CP at the moment. It's still like, it's still cutting its teeth a little bit. So mm. often people see it as a, or, well, this is the, uh, the IB version for the dumb kids. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of um, education that takes place. Um, Students almost instantly understand it, but, but teachers are really hard to reteach what this is about because they've all been to schools where there was a vocational track or a, you know, a, 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 a work, a work readiness track. And that's not what this is, even though it does work with those kinds of programs. That's not what the intention was. It was to um, allow there to be a program that provided depth versus breadth because the DP is quite broad where we look at the CP as being a bit more specialized and narrow. And you actually end up where the kids that do it are actually probably the smarter kids because they know what they want and they know, Hey, I don't need, this silly number to get into what I want. I can focus here and get straight into mm-hmm. it. Agreed. Absolutely. So if you're in a staff meeting and, and the, the English teachers are taking up all the oxygen, how do you, how do you sell this in like a <laughs> sentence? So you say like, okay, this is why your students need to do yeah. P. How do you sell it? Well, um, I can't do it in a sentence. Uh, because I'll be laughed out of the room. It'll have to be a compound. Uh, So it would be a run-on sentence because it'd have to be longer than that. But what I do tell them is that this is the the most modern IB program. Um, It's the most contemporary. And they look, it's it's very research-based. Additionally, universities like to have students who come in having some university experience. And so one really distinctive feature of the CP is that students take an additional certification course of some kind while they're doing these specialized studies. So whether it's on campus as a BTEC or Project Lead the Way or something like that, I'm sure, David, you're familiar with BTEC from when you were in the, yeah, the yeah. UK. Are you familiar awesome. with them? And so, yeah, and and what's it was always for the kids who many times – that couldn't do felt the they learned whatever, differently. Yeah. That's right. Couldn't couldn't do whatever. Um, but Jesse was right. A lot of these kids are quite frankly, um, they would do well in the DP as well. Uh, yeah. But what is the difference is they know what they want versus I'm not sure what I want. And so I don't see the two as in competition with one another. I just see them as being different. Um, and so I think that's the thing that I tell uh, the teachers. And I can always call them to a a point in time where they know students who are having trouble, you know, completing the DP properly um, or the way it was intended. And that, that helps sell the program as well. The parents, you know what, in the end, if they just know that their kids can go to the same university or better than the ones that would go to as a DP, they're fine. That was going to be my next question. Yeah. I was like, yeah, you're selling it to the teachers. That's one thing. Cause we're all, yeah. well, I, I shudder to think we're all, we're all educated people. You would think so. Yeah. But then how do you sell it to the parents? But you've answered that question. Do you need to be a yeah. massive school to get it done? Or, or can you do it? Like we're, we're both in schools that are like what yeah. are you, 400 in secondary. And sure. Is that too small to run CP? I, oh, no, 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 no. I think that, um, in fact, there's some schools, especially like in Dubai and in the Middle East, 
there's actually more CP students than there are DP students, but you have to have the DP to run the CP. Um, so they do run okay. kind of hand in hand. There are some schools that run the DP with, I mean, the CP without the DP, but there are other, um, there are other sort of uh, prerequisites you have to meet in order to do that. And so you just have to get per some permission from, from the IB to do that. But in general, yeah, any size school, school could run it. And any teacher, quite frankly, if they have the passion, can learn to do what they need to do. So there is a CP core. So you know how you have the DP core, which has extended essay and TOK and, and whatnot. The CP has the similar kind of core, but they, instead of the TOK course, they have something called personal and professional skills. So PPS talks about ethics. It talks about um, understanding your personal um, preferences when it comes to how you learn to personal branding, to all kinds of things. So it's actually very, very well developed for um, students to go straight into college and then into the world of work. Even if they want to go straight to the world of work, they could. Um, so we, we, we build a professional portfolio. Um, all three of those students I've mentioned before got into those universities and every university they applied to on the strength of their portfolio. So there's some really great tools that they get in uh, as part of the, P the CP. Jason, what I wanted to ask for us, like, is the CP also a program, though, for those students that do feel like they're a bit more trade based or? Yes, it can be that way. So it all comes down to what the school is willing to uh, provide for them. So if you have a particularly strong D&T program or you have a particularly strong culinary program like in Hong Kong there's several CP schools and their main focus is hospitality and culinary arts and so if you're really strong in those things man you can go straight into a career working in in those professions um, and so yes you can do that um, we have chosen not to make that the focal point uh, because of the constituents that we have at our school um, we we feel that it's more important to look at more sort of fine arts and design based sort of things but that's just the school's choice we we chose to do that um however again this year we chose to add international sports management and i brought in a whole i doubled my cohort overnight by doing that so uh -huh. i now have students who are interested in doing you know sports management and that kind of stuff it's really cool what they're doing yeah some great stuff that's awesome uh so oh, i've lost my train of thought <laughs> sorry sorry dave's got one fucking brain cell um, what, what do you see, um, the similarities between, yeah. are, are there similarities between, um, CP and MIP? Mm -hmm. Great question. And I actually think that there are a lot more similarities in the CP and MYP than there are the DP and MYP. I think that, um, the project-based learning, the inquiry-based approach to teaching and learning, um, looking at students individually for the, you know, the criteria that we've set in the core. Uh, it's very, very based around what their choices are, um, which would be similar to what you would do in the MYP, allowing students to be measured against their own performance versus against their classmates, right? So I, I think that the students who are in the CP now with me, I they see very strong links to what was happening in the MYP. Um, they see the skills they got for the personal project, the skills they got doing design courses, the skills they got doing performing arts, visual arts are really coming in strong uh, as part of the CP. So they're resting very heavily on that. The big things that they're noticing is things like managing multiple calendars because all of our 
providers are external. And so they have classes when they would have a break at school or they'll have their spring break at a different time than their spring break is at school. So they're having to manage that. And uh, by the time they're in their last year of the CP, every one of them comes to me and says, I really appreciate this experience because it's taught me how to handle talking to professors and writing a proper email and being polite and all these other things. And I'm not saying they don't being do these things before, adult. but yeah. yeah, they're having to actually be a young adult, right? And so, um, and the students who have gone on to university have already come back to me and said, this was the best way to prepare me for university. So uh, I think for me, it's setting kids up for uh, success at their next stage in life, whether it's university or work readiness or whatever it is they're doing, um, I, I think they're they're really ready for that. And so there's all kinds of pathways you can choose now. Um, and there's online folks, there's there's in-house things you can do. But the, the biggest thing to remember is it's really flexible for the student. You don't have to have a second language. Um, you have a language development portfolio. It could be Duolingo, man. If somebody wanted to learn Japanese because they like anime, that's fine. Go ahead and knock yourself out, you know? So, I mean, it, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of, what really are you great, watching it, online, Jason? The, oh man, I don't do any anime brother. <laughs> He's all about Korean soap operas. That's his thing. Oh man. I'm all about squid game, brother. Squid game. <laughs> I'm going to find the music. We and have, just put it in at this point. That's it, brother. <laughs> we, we have no affiliation with Netflix or squid. No, game. none at all. None whatsoever. No, I'm torrenting that. I'm torrenting it. <laughs> Hashtag principled. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so That's crazy. Yeah. Obviously, as someone who's, you know, mm. really thrown themselves in the deep end into CP over the last few years, but mm-hmm. coming from such a, I guess, um, a really deep immersion in MYP design, whether it's through, mm-hmm. um, you know, running a program at a school, your role with Ivan across mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. AP. And, and the Americas as well, where do you feel, where do you prefer to be? Do you, do you prefer mm. back in MYP um, doing design or, mm. or are you, have you converted yourself and you've seen <laughs> the light and you're now a CP yeah. person? <laughs> I actually, I like both. Um, at the moment, I'm really enjoying the roles I have in CP because it's, it's, it's wide open. Uh, the field is quite open at the moment. It's not crowded like it would be an MYP. And you know what I mean? Like with the Ivan stuff, I've done some work for IB already with the CP. So uh, I, I think I like the fact that I can be part of the curriculum review very easily uh, when it comes to CP components versus I can also be part of MYP design, but there's a pretty crowded field um, of, of people. And so not that I don't want to collaborate and work with people, but um, it's it's nice to be able to get, you know, in a small group and work. So um, also, I think I, I enjoy the connection with universities. I'm having to talk to higher ed all the time. So I'm enjoying that. I'm enjoying sort of the university counseling kind of aspect. I'm doing that without it calling that um, learning about how admissions works and things like that. So. I'm enjoying that, which will make me a better educator, regardless of what area I'm working in. Um, but I, I, I still love MYP, and I still love teaching design and being part of that that field. Um, I'm I'm anxious for the next review <laughs> for MYP design. It's, it's it's I'm anxious to see some some much needed um, 
regrouping of some things. And, and I think that uh, you guys would agree there's parts that we, we need to look at making some changes and some modifications and refinement in. And so um, I like both. Uh, at the moment, I'm enjoying the CP role, but it reminds me of the early days of being a, a design teacher being the only person in the school. I know you guys don't know what I'm talking about, uh, but <laughs> being the only person because being the only, the only CP person in my school, we're the only CP school in my country, and we're one of the only ones in Northern Asia. And so it's a really lonely kind of existence in that sense. So we've had to create um, little PLNs um, over WhatsApp or over Facebook um, because we were getting together and then COVID hit. You guys heard of this COVID thing? And uh, so it then meant we could we get together. We were, we were in China. <laughs> oh, so you knew nothing about it. Okay, cool. <laughs> OG COVID. <laughs> That American oh, wow. blue. <laughs> <laughs> totally, brother. Totally. <laughs> so, yeah. So I to answer your question, I like both, um, but there's pros and cons to both, too. So at the moment, I'm quite so happy. For all our Australian listeners out there, Jason's yeah. just explained how he enjoys CP because he's an even bigger dick in CP now <laughs> than he was in NYP. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I'm I'm a big one wherever I'm at, so it doesn't matter. Well, just to put that in perspective, <laughs> Jason's also a Collingwood supporter. Okay. Oh, yeah. and, and I, hey, hey. Now, this, now this it's already now we've we've mentioned a word we can't mention on yep. radio. You know, <laughs> you that's right, man. No But but I have all my teeth, Jesse, and you know that. So that's true. Uh, true. <laughs> my criminal records a, clean. People would confuse him as an Essendon supporter. <laughs> oh man, now you're killing me, dude. I was going to say he's really one of the only men from the south with all of his teeth. But there you go. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. There we go. Yes. Anyway, right. Yeah. So this is an NYP yeah. design podcast. So we've had enough talking about CP. Um, there, brother. Right. So, <laughs> Jason, we've got a few yeah. of our um, our usual segments that we like to do with our, our live guests that we have. Um, and, Dave, I'll let you uh, take this first one away. Well, the first one I'm actually going to ask, uh, as we call this, the uh, – Jesse's favorite interview question. We're going to start with that one. Okay. Okay. Of You were talking about um, changing up the, the design criteria or whatever else. Yeah. If, yep. if one of the 16 criteria has got to go, which one is it and why? He means the 16 uh, strands, not the 16 I know exactly. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Strands. C1. C-strand, get rid of it. C1. 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 Yeah. Sorry, man. C1. And why? Um... Because you've just done all that in B. Uh, so, I mean, I, I find that that's one of the most misunderstood ones. Um, C is a where, where, anyway. where do we do a Where do we do a Gantt chart and criterion B? Ooh, we'll have a good Gantt chart. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Um, well, I see how you're going to be, Jesse. Um, I just think, you, you, dude, you put me on the spot. You asked me which one I have to get rid of. C1. That's no, the one you're I, entitled. I, I, you're entitled I find to you know what, man? I I just find that it's it's hard. I'm it, glad it's that you're featuring it and justifying your choice as well. Absolutely, man. Um, <laughs> you know, I find that um, yeah, sure, Gantt chart's fine, but that whole process of how I'm going to do something um, and writing down that plan of manufacture and and that whole bit, yeah, it works for you foodie guys there, Jesse. But when it comes Ooh. to these other folks, you know, like web design people or something. 
uh, shout out to Francis Baragwanath, but um, you know, uh, <laughs> it's a, it's a little bit more more complicated than that. So you know, I mean, you're creating evidence of you doing the work to begin with. So I think if I had to get rid of one, I don't want to get rid of any Jesse, but um, that would be the one. I mean, a oh. close runner up is is D four. Oh, um, boom! Yeah. There's my yeah. boy. <laughs> there isn't a single person who actually likes D four. The person who wrote them was just. They got to the 15th one. They were like, let's make this. We nice got to add one. They had three <laughs> solid ones. And they're like, we'll usually, just some usually the crap interview in question there. goes, if you could get rid of one of the strands, what would it be? And why is it D4? <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be my second choice. I think C1 would be my first. So we've got our, uh, <laughs> the, big, the big question we ask everybody is, name one time when the whole class or meeting or whatever experience. session experience just went tits up the whole thing went wrong you're standing, <laughs> you're standing in front of 20 or 25 teenagers or even yeah. worse 25 adults and it's just all sure. gone what happened what did you do about it you know what i'm going to go with the an adult one um i don't mean adult one let me rephrase that adult learner session um <laughs> thank you um you know what? I mean, we get given these these slides and these session guidelines from IB, and sometimes the activities that they've put together are just not cutting the mustard, so to speak. And so um, there's been multiple times where I've had to completely start a session over. Um, and I, I'm trying to think. It's been a while since I've done a face-to-face -face training, so I'm trying to think. But I can recall there's almost a time – almost every single three-day workshop I've done, there's one session I have to kind of, I'll get started and everyone goes, what, you, what, what is this? And I have to completely restart. Um, I am okay with failure. Um, I, I went to school and I hated school and I didn't do well. So I'm okay. I'm completely <laughs> fine with uh, making a fool of myself. And so um, I find there's something that endears you to people when you admit, look, this isn't working. Let's start again. Um, and so that's, there's times I've had to do that. Um, I don't have any funny stories about that at this point, um, except for, I, I will tell you one. Um, and I know that you guys know this. I used to do this shoe thing where everyone did the shoes and you had to do paper and blah, blah, blah. And I was doing a workshop in Hong Kong and this guy says, are we doing the shoes again? And I'm like, Oh boy, I've been, <laughs> I've, been I've been in this circuit way too long when I'm oh, now recycling the same people. So I had to change it to hats. <laughs> you have to buzz the tear on that one. I had, I had to call an audible man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Uh, well, we, we did, we did remember one time where it, it did go tits up for you. I, I believe it was outside oh, thank the classroom. You. Okay. Um, can we, can we, can we ask you to recall the time when um, the, there was a drone strike called on Oh on God, China? man. I knew this crap was going to come up. <laughs> I got the scar right here, man. Come on. Here we go. I don't know if you can still see it, but it's there. Yeah, I, I admittedly came in a little hot um, for a landing, and I, I was going to buzz the tower, but I was a little low. Um, and a tree so hit, the, hit, the the, hit the tree, which I don't remember that tree being that tall. Uh, and there it was, there was a tailwind. There was a tailwind. So there's a whole lot, <laughs> a lot of excuses. Um, I think my major mistake was trying to grab it while it was still running. Uh, I think that's my... <laughs> 
<laughs> it was like grabbing a weed whacker that had gone uh gone a little wild, man. And let me tell you, I didn't even feel it, man, but I was all of a sudden just bleeding and it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate you guys bringing that up on, on, on right. this. This is good, man. This is good. <laughs> yeah. Again, I'm not afraid of failure, man. That's all right with me. <laughs> it's all right. I think the, the best part about that was after you'd been taken out by the drone that, that was going wild on the ground, I then approached yeah. to pick it up while it was still I know. Running. Yeah. So. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a habit, right? It's, a, it's an instinct. Yeah. To go and grab this thing. Oh my God, what's going to happen. And I think the best part of all that is even after all that and all the damage it sustained, it was like 80 bucks to fix it. I so, know, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you remember, it was like, it was harder to get it to Shenzhen to get it fixed than it was to actually get it fixed. So, um, Miss yeah, China that was, in that regard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do too. Some guy picked uh, up on an electric bike. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Missed that. I don't think, yeah, I don't think electric bike could last 10 seconds in Sri Lanka. It just fall apart. New, new, new. <laughs> uh, what I wouldn't give for cold weather. All right. Uh, anyway. Next segment. Yep. Okay. Quick fire round. We've got to get some theme music for this little segment, Dave, I reckon. All right. You get right on that. Well, I'll, I'll, um, I'll edit yeah. the podcast and, and you, you find some theme music. That can be your contribution to post-production. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, do that with that fancy internet you got there. Yeah, if you did, if you did the theme music, it would be like. I was gonna say it'd be buffering the whole time. Right on cue, man. I think he's planning this. Terrible. Next segment is called yep. Win It or Bin It. So you have okay. Winner bit. So you've got we're gonna throw a selection of words at you, and you are either gonna okay. win them or bin them. If you okay. uh, if you bin them, you've got to tell us why, but don't bang on because it's already been 40 minutes. Okay. Um well right. when you edit out all of uh, Jesse's interruptions, it'll be 20 minutes. So that'll work out. <laughs> 50 <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, brother. All right. So first one up on the list. Let me scroll up through all of Jesse's profanities because his internet's not working. Oh, first boy. one is templates. Tip, templates. So explain to me again what I'm doing. I'm either keeping it or I'm getting rid of it. Yeah. Is it a good thing or is it a bad thing? Win it or bin it? I I like templates. I think they're a good thing. Okay. We're winning Win that. All right. We're winning yep. that. Win it. Pepsi. You heard me. Pepsi. So this is a hard question for me because I'm from Georgia, where where Coke is from. Um, I, I do I do prefer the taste of Coke, uh, but Pepsi makes some products I enjoy, which is Mountain Dew. So I'm gonna have to say win it on Pepsi. Right, well, I'll just add a third one in this Mountain Dew. Okay, <laughs> so, yeah. okay, thank you, thank you. That would be best. I don't think it's legal <laughs> to sell Mountain Dew anywhere but the states, so that's why I didn't want to put it in. Oh, we have it, man. We have it in Korea. Oh, it's Battery acid. All right. Uh, written report comments. Oh, Ben, that man. <laughs> Absolutely useless. Go Absolutely on, tell, tell useless. Well, if you're giving uh, proper commentary on your formative assessments, whether they're oral or written, that should be enough um, to sustain students. So the whole point of narrative comments is to give feedback so people can improve. Well, why aren't we doing that on a continuous basis? So I think your narrative comments need to come in your in your formative assessment phases. Great. I'll, I'll uh, write that down and send that to my next word, which is 
Middle management. Oh, <laughs> middle management, huh? Well, I'll tell you what, um, I'm going to have to win it on the middle management because I think without that, you don't have the buffer between the upper management and everybody else. And so I think you need the buffer. Uh, and, and because, of course, you're in middle management. I'm in middle management, so I'm going to keep my job. <laughs> protect, your, protect your own ass. All right. All right. True. Jason. True. Yeah, buddy. NYP exams. Been that. Um, I, I, yeah, I would bend it. Um, I would say a bulk of schools have bend it. Um, however, I think there needs to be something to replace it uh, that's a bit um, toothier. <laughs> That has some more teeth. Um, I I liked moderation uh, and I liked external moderation. I felt like the the feedback we got was very valuable, and so I I actually prefer that system. All right, uh, let's get you the next one. Uh, similar. Yep. E portfolio. Oh, uh, so <laughs> I'm going to take that as an annex to the question you asked before. Because yep. the e-portfolio was, what, in essence, what it was we were doing. Time, yeah, yeah. yeah, so, um, you know, I, I actually like the e-portfolio. I don't like the partially completed unit planner um, necessarily. I think that they, they could give guidelines and then you give an age-appropriate unit that you've done. I think it would allow a lot more creativity. we get a lot better exemplars to put up for other people to use. So, um, but you have to standardize somehow, I guess. And so I think that's why they've done that. Fair enough. And the last one, Jesse. All right, Jason. Yep. Bend it or win it. Yellow jackets. Oh, you're going to bend that fool, man. <laughs> you get on back there, Georgia Tech. <laughs> That's funny, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> Obscure college references that nobody gets. Yes. Somebody's going to get it. Last one was a bit of an invention yep. of, of Jesse's. Going on from the theme of this being not a PG. 13 podcast and yours oh, is boy. your favorite cuss word cuss word oh boy uh thank you jesse we for can we point. can we can bleep it out if you'd rather not you can bleep it out my favorite cuss word um well i i'd have to say shit <laughs> we'll, we'll get the phonetic spelling of that. <laughs> because i can make it into multiple i can make it into multiple multiple syllables that's the thing i like about it it's versatile it's not even a, the movie that comes to mind when you do that is forrest gump for some reason well, oh. she, i don't know why <laughs> i don't think he even says that man. <laughs> somebody else does no idea why that comes shit. to mind yeah 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 so yeah shit he's in a cuss word <laughs> fuck my five-year-old says shit when he gets cornflakes that's probably right. the way they're prepared <laughs> <laughs> all right uh any any other little questions for the man jesse while we still have you on the line yeah uh, no i've got nothing <laughs> i have no internet coverage <laughs> he's like i better hurry all my minutes are about up i've nearly used up all my fifty thousand cambodian real credit <laughs> <laughs> i thought you were going to reinsert the aol cd Oh the, no! The drive to, to get more. I internet. think now is that time that 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 dial up tone that you need to put in here somewhere. So that's it. That's that's the biggest reunion we've had. This has been the the Major design reunion, department yeah. of 2016 reunited. Totally, with, man. With just about as much productivity as we normally got done in a Wednesday. I think actually meeting. we were more we were more productive today. 
uh, than we usually were. Uh, I think I think we needed a little bit more blue tack on the wall. Uh, just a touch more. There wasn't. Just, no. I, I see. I see where where you're going with that. Cuts deep. That's almost as deep as my my drone cut. Ooh. Right there, buddy. I <laughs> oh, see. I was going to edit, edit the drone bit out, but now I'm going to leave it in. Excellent. Oh man, I'm happy for you. To leave it in, I'm happy to own those things. <laughs> All right. Well, so we're going to have to get you. We're going to have to cook up an excuse to get you on three more times, so we can we can even up the score. But thanks oh, very happen. much for for joining Absolutely, us. Absolutely, man. It's been such a pleasure and a lot of fun. And we appreciate piggybacking on your success to get more ratings. Oh. <laughs> I don't know how many yeah. ratings you to get, man. <laughs> Episode 79 of Design Cast right, is the learning it, factory. That's right, man. It is. It's in the books. <laughs> oh, that's quality. funny. I love it. All right, guys. Listen, I appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me on. Good, buddy. You're welcome. All right. Catch All you right. later. All right. Take care. <laughs> so, yeah, Reagan knows a lot about CP. He knows a lot about MYP. He knows a lot about all the acronyms, really. Um, so that was fantastic to listen to him. Fantastic listen to Jesse's stuttering internet once again. Some very controversial um, opinions about getting rid of C1 that I agree with completely, having to do it tomorrow with a lot of grave tens who are done. Next week, we've got a, uh, I guess, uh, uh, the start, the opening of the transfer window Ooh. on the education market. Movement, movement. Um, so, yeah, so we're going to go live to the desk. It's a, a live episode next week. Uh, on the desk, where we'll have all the uh, trade requests coming Rivers in, and, shakers. and also the move, yeah, and also have a bit of analysis on the movement of maybe some of the the teams in divisions. There's already a bit of movement. Looks like a couple of teams are going down in division, and there's a few surprise players that may be looking for promotion early on. School has gone down the swanee. A couple of up and comers, bright sparks. That's that's right, and uh, yes, and we'll see. Maybe we can even get a manager on. Uh, just for some comments quickly or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll we'll see how that goes. But yes, next episode is the Learning Factory transfer window. Transfer windows. All right. Well, we'll leave it there. That's enough from me and enough from you. Sloan, happy days. Yeah. Bye-bye. <laughs>